Welcome to another episode of New York Sports Incomplete. This is Rex the Rookie here with John the Veteran. How's it going, John? It's going good. It's going better than it was last week, but like marginally. Yeah, it's uh, it's been tough lately. Uh, before we get into it, folks, this episode is sponsored by Buddy's Barbecue. If you're on Long Island, you're going to have an event like, say, a christening or a graduation party or... Any reason that you're going to bring a bunch of friends and family together, make it easy on yourself. Have Buddy's Barbecue cater it. They'll bring everything to you. You'll have a great time, and it will be zero effort on your part. If you're interested, call Buddy at 516-497-0246, 516-497-0246, and please let them know that the fellas from New York Sports Incomplete sent you. All right, John. Let's get into it. All right, so we got we got some we got some basketball to talk about. But uh, the next season, unfortunately, came to an end on uh, on Friday night. Uh, I, I went to uh, I actually went to the garden because they were having a watch party there for five dollars. So I was like, I'll do that. So I actually went to MSG and watched the game on the big screen. Uh, really fun experience i i would i will definitely be doing that again hopefully when the knicks make the playoffs next uh next season um unlike just about everybody else who got eliminated in the second round we we put up a good fight just uh wasn't enough well how do you how do you see the knicks going forward it, the, the... Uh, it's it's the most optimism i've had about a knicks team uh in my lifetime uh, they they made the second round. They lost in six games in the second round in 2012, but that was a team that was just up filled up and down with veterans. Uh, it was very much win now, and then we got eliminated in the second round, and it just kind of felt uh, empty and directionless. And then uh, two years ago, again, there's a lot of veterans on the team, and we lost in the first round, and it just it felt like a deflating end to the season. This was deflating, but I think more so because I can't stand the Miami Heat. So that hurts. That hurts more <laughs> losing to a division, like losing to a rival like that. Right. But if you would have told me back in October the Knicks are the Knicks are going to make it to the second round and lose in six games to the Heat, who I don't care what they're not an eight seed. They they were an eight seed because they just had a of injuries yeah. and all that stuff to do throughout the season but they were, they were the one seed last year and it was basically the same team minus uh, Tyler Harrow who's currently hurt uh, I don't know they, I hate him but Eric Spolstra is the best coach in basketball and they just they have playoff experience and I think that was really the the deciding factor Okay. Uh, Jalen Brunson's a superstar, though. Absolutely. Like, he is. A, he is. Uh, he is poss- I have never felt more confident in, in a basketball player on the court in my life. If he has the ball in his hands, I you know, I trust that everything's going to be okay. 
which is what makes the turnover at the end of the game so unfortunate because he'd really just you know, it was his one mistake that he made the whole day and yeah it ended the game so uh tell us what kind of a uh, final grade do you give coach tibbs uh i'll give him a b plus i'll give him a b plus bordering on an a minus um i wasn't you know he he went to the i was ready for him to be gone when the season started and we got off to a slow start we we, sh we went to a nine-man rotation we cut a lot of dead weight out of the out off the team um fournier rose who by the way i mean shout out to those guys they they took it on a chin they they were still great teammates even though they weren't playing anymore um and i i i think he probably did get uh the most out of this lineup i i wish we would have gotten a chance to go I, I think he made the switch from Hart to grimes in the starting lineup uh a bit too late like i, I that was um uh, once we'd made that switch we were definitely on a more even playing field for whatever reason josh Hart just couldn't get it going in this series like he did against cleveland and grimes was a significantly better option but other than that i think he did okay okay yeah He's, I, I, if he, I would, I would be, I would be kind of sad if he got, if they decided to move on. I, I don't think they should do that. Um, okay, so that leaves us Lakers versus Nuggets and the Heat versus the Celtics. What are your predictions? Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Nuggets Celtics. I think, I, I, I think the Nuggets just are, are they a juggernaut right now? And it, it's, it's just, a, it's so much fun watching Jokic play it doesn't make any sense how <laughs> how a guy that uh clumsy looking and unathletic just tears teams apart but he does he's uh he's like this weird combination of like larry bird and tim duncan <laughs> he just he's averaging like a 30 point triple double so far in the playoffs he's insane uh i will say celtics over the heat just because I think the Celtics uh, have a lot more firepower than the Knicks do currently, and I think they're a better three-point shooting team. But the Knicks just the Knicks had so many open looks, shooting threes that they just couldn't get to fall in throughout the series. I don't think the Heat will have that same luck against the Celtics. All right, but so the it, Heat have historically had their number, so that that could really go either way. So who do you see winning the whole thing? I'm gonna go the Nuggets. I think I think it's the Nuggets here. I really do. I think they have the best player in basketball in, in Jokic, and I think they just they're relentless and they have a ton of depth. And I think that they're finally they're finally all healthy at the right time. Now the thing for them is they gotta stay out of foul trouble because they they played the the Lakers in the in the bubble in the Western Conference Finals. And I remember the Lakers just completely threw them out of their rhythm early because they would just, they were getting to the free throw line at will. If the Nuggets can avoid that, I think they win the series. And I think they'll beat whoever comes out of the East, whether it's the Heat or the Celtics. All right, that's, folks. That's my prediction. You heard it here. The veteran is predicting the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. So, As I know play. nothing about basketball because I'm <laughs> slow, short, and can't jump or shoot, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to rely on John for this one. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> one, more, one more thing about the Knicks, because yeah. it just, the Julius Randle stuff, like I get it, he played bad. He didn't have a good playoffs. He, he didn't. Twice now, didn't show up in the playoffs. Just word of it, word of the wise. If you're going to rant about a guy being horrible and a scrub for like 15 minutes, don't end it with, and that's why we should trade him. Because if you think he's a scrub, then you're not gonna, then you're not gonna get anything for him in a trade. So either he's bad, and the Knicks just gotta live with that for the remainder of his contract here, or you think he is a solid basketball player and we can get something of value. Because there's not a lot of guys that are averaging 25 points and 10 rebounds during the regular season. So if you can find a guy better than that, be my guest. Let's I all, don't think he's out there. Let's also not forget that he played most of the playoffs hurt. Yeah, he, he played... He, he, I, yeah, he sprained his ankle about as bad as one could sprain their ankle. And then he had to go up against you know, two of the best defenses in basketball, back to back, who game planned around him. So you know, I like it just the the fit. I mean, at people leaving that watch party in MSG, the the fact that there were Nick fans that vandalized his poster outside the stadium and then tore it down, it's like you guys are the most miserable people on the planet. Do you realize that? Like he came to the Knicks as a consolation prize. Because we couldn't get Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. They signed Julius Randle and then sent out a press release apologizing to Nick Sands. And all he's done since then is he shows up every game, unlike those two guys. He's still here, unlike those two guys. And he's gotten us to the playoffs two out of the, two out of the four years he's been here. Right. Like, what, what, <laughs> like he's a flawed player. There's no, there's no question that he's never going to be an MVP. He's never going to be a top five player in basketball. He's probably never even going to be top ten. But he's still pretty damn good. Yeah, no, he's a solid piece. You know, like just. Well, yeah, I like, mean, you're talking, um, about, you're talking about uh, expectations of New York sports fans, which is a wonderful pivot for us to talk about our lowly Mets. Yeah, yeah, then that's, yeah. it's it's really bad when you're like, all right, at least we split the series against the Nationals. Yeah, that's... but before that, we did something we haven't done in 10 years. We lost five series in a row. Okay, I'll give you Atlanta's a good team, but to Washington, Detroit, Colorado, and Cincinnati? No, that's to... pathetic. That's they, pathetic. You know... We sit there, and you and I talk about this all the time. Well, we should should do okay. This 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 team coming up is not very good. Well, it's the, for, for whatever reason these Mets are not very good. No. These no. Mets, I, I, these Mets, uh, I, and we we've, we've documented it. Every podcast on earth has documented it. Starting pitching is the major problem, but you can't let the bats off the hook. No, you can't. The bats thing doesn't make any sense. That's 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 what's the most frustrating thing. Is that you just you have to just. I mean, obviously, like we'll get into there are certain guys that should be replaced, but the top half of the lineup, 
Nimmo, who honestly he's been the one constant. Brandon Nimmo's been fantastic. He is wonderful. Yes. 100% become the best player on our team. No argument. Now, Alonzo, Lindor, McNeil. Those three guys just got, they have to be better. Well, miraculously, Alonzo still has the most homers in Major League Baseball, but yeah. his, his batting average is, is down 50 points from the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, it was great. I think we're, we also made history where Lindor and Alonzo are the only two teammates to have uh, X amount of RBIs while still batting under 250. Well, Lindor's having a bizarro year. Lindor yeah, still gets hits when there's Lindor still has lots of multiple base hits. He has, but his batting average is in the dumper. He's if when batting from the left hand side, that swing is long and loopy, like he's trying to be a home run hitter. Um, I wish Lindor would just bat from the right hand side and call it a day. I, I don't know. I'm still not willing to. I don't think it's at the point where it was with Escobar last year. Um, who, by the way, is actually like doing okay well, in his limited role? Yeah. Now? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's uh, uh, he's been not only a great teammate and a mentor to Beatty, he, when called upon to pinch hit, has been very productive. Yeah. And that really, right now, Alvarez and Beatty have been the one. You know, the two bright spots in an otherwise very gloomy year. I know Alvarez had a really rough day yesterday against the Nationals yeah. to close up that series. Uh, but that's, you know, rookie well, mistakes. We, looking forward, we've got the Rays coming to town. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the 31 and 11 Rays, the best team in baseball. Are you hopping on the uh, Are you hopping on the Evan Roberts bandwagon? Are you just openly claiming they're cheating? No, no, I I heard that. Uh, Evan Roberts and and Craig Carton are both insane. Um, I, I couldn't believe. I mean, even Delves is like Delves didn't say it, but he was he was like, this doesn't make any sense. How how they they are plucking these guys from obscurity. And now they have, what is it, seven guys with an OPS over 900? They're, yeah. They're, That's disgusting. There's magic in, in Tampa. Um, I, don't think they're, I don't think they're cheating at all. I think they're playing great fundamental baseball. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, 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 I've, I've joked with you in the past. If you wanted to say that the 2021 Giants, there was something fishy going on there, I'll buy it because that was a group of veteran guys who were clearly in the twilight of their career and had been bad for a number of seasons and then magically win over 105 games and then go right back to being a 75 win ball club yeah the year I, afterwards. yeah I, I have no idea what happened there it was bizarre the Rays is just they're the Rays they just they have the best scouting department on the planet. And they have maybe have the best manager in, on the planet as well. Yeah. I mean, they, they are they are insane. And they, I mean, the only thing that 
the Mets really have going for them is they have Verlander on the mound tonight, who, admittedly, after besides one inning, has looked very good. Like he's looked like Justin Verlander. Yeah, let let's get into that. I mean, his velocity's there. After a, a shaky first inning in, in both of his last two starts, he's, his command has come back. He's looking like Fernlander of old, like a horse. Like he, yeah, yeah. he looks good. He gave uh, a seven strokes. Looked, looked good against the. Uh, against Scherzer the looked, compared to the rest of the season, he looked fantastic the other day. Touched 96 months. Mo- glimmers of it. I don't want to, like, everyone, like, the, what, like, He's, he's pitched bad. Like, he's had some really bad starts. But it's not like he's been entirely awful. He's shown, like, there's glimmers in there. Like, he pitched well against the Padres. He was pitching great against the Dodgers before the Phil Cuzzy incident happened, which is the biggest shame in all of it, was he, was he was really mowing down yeah. that Dodgers lineup. But by the way, just on cue have won like what 14 of their last 16 yep, games yep same same old same old they'll never die anyway so that, but so yeah I'm like you know hopefully max can can turn a corner and well shake I, off whatever ailments he has i think the most encouraging thing is his velocity was back up but he touched 96 a few times in the last game yeah and he looked like yeah to, i guess a lot about being a major league pitcher is is confidence and it looked like his confidence was coming back it looks like yeah i didn't i know he had neck spasms and his scapula was sore and they they claim there's no connection but coming off of that that 10 game suspension he just looked like his confidence was shot yeah no i i agree um the the Sanga the Sanga start worries me because his biggest issue is his control, and he's going up against guys who don't strike out. They don't chase. They don't. Well, <laughs> so I mean, is it time to 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 run up the red flag on him, or is he still trying to figure out the new league? I think he's still trying to figure out the new league. Like, I think it's just the growing pains. Like the start in Cincinnati, he looked dreadful in the first inning. And after that, he looked like a world beater. Like he just he, he he was horrible in the first inning, and then innings two through four, he looked like an ace. Well, I think so, it it goes back to something we've mentioned a few times. If Scherzer, Verlander, Carrasco, and Quintana weren't down all at the same time, there would have been little pressure on him to to ease into this thing. But because all those guys were unavailable everything fell on him right yeah so i, I, I mean know, i i think miguel has miguel has proven to be a steady fifth or sixth starter and peterson has proved to be a head case yeah he's he he really needs to spend the rest of the season in syracuse there's just I, you can't keep trying him out there it's just it's well, he's got an ERA over eight now. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Now, let's talk about something positive. I saw a stat that kind of blew my mind this morning. The Mets bullpen has blown only three saves. It is the best at that particular statistic in all of baseball. 
haven't had, oh, yeah. we haven't had a ton of ton of chances to have saves, but yeah. the, the bullpen for the most part's been pretty good, especially David Robinson. No, the, the the top half of the bullpen, the main three guys, Robertson, Adovino, and Smith, have all played exceptionally well. Uh, yeah, you know, the you can't use them <laughs> in the fourth or fifth inning. Like, like, even using poor Nogasek, it feels like every other day. Nogasek and Hunter and this new guy, Leon, they're just burning them up. I mean, there's no reason for a team to have a fifth-inning guy. It's just, yep. it's insanity. Yeah. It's, uh... I mean, Hunter was brought in as a nice mop-up guy. Same with Leon, as far as I can tell. Yeah, and uh, I mean they're Books Rayleigh's finally come back off the IL, and he looked good and bad. I'm hoping it's going to be more good going forward. Yeah, no, like he's he's kind of he's kind of wishy washy, but he, it's more ba- it's more good than bad with Rayleigh. At least uh, I think. Um, other positives: Canna had a good weekend at the plate. Marte had a good weekend at the plate. There are problems that we that need to be addressed, though. Um, as you have mentioned, you are sick of seeing Mr. Guillaume come up and and either bounce into yeah, a double play I, I, or hit a lazy fly to the outfield that gets caught to end a rally. No, I since, since this podcast has started, Ronnie Mauricio has hit another home run for the Syracuse Mets. At some point, <laughs> what, are you, what are you waiting for? For the guy to bat 450 in AAA before you call him up? What, what are we doing here? I understand Guillaume is a defensive wizard, but he provides zero threat to any pitcher at the plate. If you're a Mets fan and he's up at bat, the most you're hoping for is that somehow he can get a bloop single. Or maybe if he hits it down the line miraculously, he'll get a double. But there's no, there's zero confidence to him being up at that. Well, I and think it seems like he's up with the bases loaded every single game. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> never we, cashes in. We also need to talk about Vientos because he is tearing it up. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and, the Vientos and one is even worse. Buck Walter said, "Well, he's doing well, but he needs to keep getting better." How much better does he want him to get? I don't, and, and what? Uh, it's not like this. This offense, as currently constructed, it are a bunch of world beaters who, you know, you can't take them out of the lineup. Or their spot on the team is so safe because we're in first place and we're winning a bunch of games. No, the team is struggling across the board. These are, this offense hasn't had a home run in 53 innings. You got two guys in the minor leagues who do nothing but hit home runs. Now, I'm not expecting them to get called to the big leagues and keep up that level of production. That's insanity. They're going to struggle. I understand that. But the team is struggling now. I would rather struggle with guys who I at least know have the potential to get better. Well, The guys you have in the lineup right now, they're finished products. That's it. Look at it, you know. John, <laughs> look at it this way. If Vientos and Mauricio come up and they give you half of what they've been able to do in AAA... They're still better than Fam or 
Giorme or Vogelback? Vogelback, Vogelback gets on base all the time, but once he gets on base, he, he's a rally killer with his decided lack of speed. No, honestly, Vogelback and LaCastro need to be a package deal. Where late in games, you just get Vogelback up at bat, you hope he draws a walk, and then once he gets the first, you immediately take him out of the game, and you put in LaCastro. That is the best use of both of those people. I you get no argument from me. I would I love to see that. Fam needs fam's fam should go. Like he had a good two weeks to start the season, but it's it, he should leave. Vientos Vientos should be our DH, uh, at least going up against left-handed pitching, which it seems like that's all the Mets do nowadays is go up against lefties. And Mauricio should be our starting second baseman and move Jeff McNeil to left field, to their everyday left field. Uh, I would love to see them try that. I, you know, we it don't... Just, it can't get worse. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can't get worse. You're not... They will not be the reason we continue to lose games. I... But they might win you a game. Luis is not winning you a game. Daniel Vogelbach, probably not winning you a game. But these two guys... If anything, maybe they just be a spark to the lineup. Maybe they'll motivate the other guys to, you know, get their act together. Something. Yeah, I do think there's a general malaise on this team because, you know, it seems like every night you go out... And, and we're losing in the first inning. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And then the the offense presses because they figured, okay, we've got to make something happen. And that, that just doesn't work in baseball. It, the whole team seems to be having like a a, a a depression. Now, granted, we are we do have Verlander and Scherzer back. Word is Carrasco's coming back soon. I hope it's good, Carrasco. Yeah, I I can't. I, my, I tell my you, I though, even when these guys are pitching well, I can't I walk them to go into. I need them to go deeper into games. I'll never, right. gi- I'll never give up on the Mets, but I'll tell you, I have a confession to make. If Peterson is pitching, I can't watch. I'd listen to Howie on the radio. <laughs> it's somehow less painful. <laughs> I, I just, I just follow along on my phone. I, to be honest, I, it just, there is, there is a sense of hopelessness when he is out there that I can't quite articulate, but it just feels like if he's starting a game, watching the Mets becomes a chore or a job. Well, because we have this podcast, but that like, it's, it's bad. (laughs) He can't be, he can't, he can't start anymore. We're one in eight in games that he starts. He's single-handedly, wrecked this season so far i know it's not just him because we, we just went into like there's a lot of guys on this team not performing well but he has been so bad that he brings everyone else down with him yeah into the gutter the, the like the stat that i read the other yesterday was that if you take him out and you just have the starting rotation of verlander scherzer senga mcgill Carrasco, 
The Mets are 16 and 10. That's a 100 win pace. <laughs> now, they just, those, those guys can just pitch how they're supposed to, like, as, like, be as good as they're projected to be, and Father Time hasn't wiped out three of them. We, we got a chance to do something because the National League is horrible as a whole. But there can't be any more Peterson starts. I would rather see Budo at this point than Peterson. I um, I, I agree with you. I I think the the Mets, you know, they've been hovering around 500 right now. We're currently two games under. The the team across town, the Yankees, they're not really our thing, but they are, they're starting to get healthy, and they're they're 24 and 19. Now they they did get smacked around by the Rays. But uh, they took a, an important game off of Toronto last night, and unlike the Mets, they've guys got they have guys that are hitting home runs. Uh, yeah, and, and, and again, just going back, I know there was a whole thing about Judge creeping into the dugout or something like that. Was the Blue Jays announcers were speculating that there was something wrong there? But your pitcher threw like six hanging sliders in a row. That at bat. Yeah, that he was not. That was you. You lost that game because your pitching was bad. And another do with like maybe the Yankees were stealing signs, and your guy was tipping pitches, but it was there was nothing, you know, bigger than that. They just they just got beat. That was dumb. As much as I would love to rip into the Yankees, that was up in there. That the, was that was not. The Yankees are at least watchable. Yeah, yeah, they are. I, we, I, I think we both predicted the Nestor uh, downfall at the beginning of the season. Well, I mean, the pitch clock has completely wrecked his whole gimmick. Yeah. Of changing windups and stuff of that nature. So. Yeah, he's uh, he's one guy that's really having a hard time, uh, seemingly uh, adjusting to the new rules, but. Even with no Carlos Rodon, no Luis Severino, somehow the, the Yankees are, are getting some wins. Uh, yep. A lot of it is... First the, place in the AL Central. L- lot are, <laughs> well, you know, the Central is just, I don't know, it's just the ho-hum division. It's the circus circuit. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. That, you know, somebody's going to make a little run, say, mid-August, and they'll win the division, and that'll be the only team from that division that makes the playoffs. It's really, it, I mean, it's really only, I still think it's only a two-team race between the, the Guardians and the Twins. I don't, I don't, I don't, the Tigers, White Sox, and Royals are all just a separate category of bad that I would like the Mets to stay out of. Yeah, well, keep in mind that those Detroit Tigers swept the Mets. Yeah, no, I know. I know. But still. I I, I do think, as we go on with this podcast, the Mets are going to find their footing and they're going to go on a run. I I no longer think they're going to be a shoe-in for the playoffs. They've just got too much work to do. Uh, I, I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. I think they have a chance to give us a summer of very entertaining baseball. But I think they'll be a wild card team 
I think they might be the third wild card team. Well, I think I think that I th- I still think there's my I just again it just comes down to I hope if if Verlander and Scherzer and Carrasco, you know, if it's not injuries and age, and they could pitch well. I I think Senga and McGill, they could hold. You know, I I think those guys as a rotation can can be serviceable. They're not going to be elite, but they'll be serviceable. And then it's just on the offense to turn it around and start actually hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Now they should. They have two guys just sitting there twiddling their thumbs up in Syracuse that could do that. Hopefully. They get called up soon, and we just, you know. Well, you know, the, the kids that are already here are pulling their weight. Granted, yeah. Beatty's in a bit of a slump, but even Beatty in a slump is better than most of the rest of the Mets. Uh, I think they're better than advertised because uh, their defense is so much better than what was projected of them. They were seen as two guys who could hit the ball but were terrible defensively neither one of them is terrible defensively no and Alvarez is actually even though he's the youngest guy on the team by a lot he's he's kind of become a leader I mean if you watch the games he goes out he's he's fearless he'll go out and talk to Scherzer when Scherzer's screwing something up Um, that kid that kid is the future I really think he is he's the future catcher of the Mets, just like he was projected to be. I think the bat still has to come around. He he's, seems to be getting a little more of a grip on major league pitching. Yeah, he still gets he's still he's still very antsy when runners in scoring position. You could tell he's he gets himself too hyped up when they, when there's a chance to drive in a run. He's so much more relaxed and poised at the plate when there's no one on base and he could just like he gets into a rhythm and he has a game plan the minute there's a runner in scoring position on second and third base you could just tell he's he's trying to hit the ball 500 feet yeah every single time so he just gotta he's gotta settle in just keep the same approach every single time and the hits will the hits will come yeah, I, I'm hoping that Canna and Marte continue to improve. I'm hoping Lindor can start to remember how to hit for average. Same thing with Alonzo. I hope that Brandon Nimmo stays spectacular because that's what he's been. I think it's going to come around. I see small signs and glimmers of hope. That I just they- can't fathom Lindor and McNeil not finishing the season with an OPS over 800. Well, right they're now, just, right now, McNeil's hitting they're, almost they're, uh, McNeil's hitting almost a hundred points lower than last year, and it and and look, I don't know what's going through the guy's head, but it does look like he is he's trying to develop a power stroke again, and every time he's ever done that, his batting average has plummeted, and he's and he's just not been productive. Yeah, I I would hope that Eric Chavez can work that out with him, like he did last year. And just bring back the magic wand. Keep trying to just slap the ball the other way. You know, I, his goal should be 
His goal shouldn't even be to pull the ball. When Jeff's up, he should be trying to tuck the ball right over the shortstop's glove. That's where he needs to aim. The opposite gap. Because when he's hitting the ball there, he's the best hitter in baseball. The minute he starts trying to pull everything, it's a wash. Yeah. Just trying to slap the ball the opposite way. Every now and then, you'll run into one. And he could, you know, rip one down the first baseline, maybe even hit a home run. But, you know, just, just keep singles. I just want... He's the one guy... He's the one guy in the lineup. Just hit singles. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Just hit him, him and Nimmo. Just hit singles. All right. Just so what's your, what's your prediction for the Rays series? Do we win a single game or do we just get our brains beat out? Uh, I Well, we got Verlander going up against an opener. A bullpen game. So if the Mets are ever going to win one, tonight's the one. Yeah. Yeah. They could win this one. Maybe that develops some type of confidence. Honestly, it's baseball, and baseball's weird and stupid. So as bad as the Mets have been playing down to their level of competition, maybe being at home against the Rays, maybe they play up to their competition. I don't know. Yeah, but they'd have to play way up. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. But I'm just saying, this is like... Well, but, uh, they, they got up. For the, I didn't think they would. I, if you would have told me they were going to win two out of three against the Dodgers in Los Angeles, I would have said that's a pipe dream. And yet they did that. Well, they, they luckily caught the Dodgers when the Dodgers were scuffling. Uh, yeah. As you pointed out, they're back on track. You know, if, know. if we're. But that's me. If a month from now we're still having this conversation, then I would say the season is in deep trouble. Right now, we have time to dig our way out of it. We're only two games out of, or two games under 500. We're six and a half games out with a bazillion games left to play. So, no, it's not time to panic. I mean, if you look at the last five teams to win the National League pennant, all of them have gotten off to similar starts to the season. Yeah, I don't know why. That's just that's just the way it's been. You know, I, I, I've, heard, I've heard some people say, well, this is, wouldn't you rather be scuffling now and have the chance to go get hot later in the season and go on a run as opposed to last year where the team was seemingly hot the entire way until September? So, I- the answer is yes. Obviously. Yes, that the answer has to be yes, but it, there was a certain comfort last year. Summer, yeah, you turn on the it's... you turn on the game, and you knew the Mets had a really good chance of playing well. You know, I don't yeah. I don't watch I don't watch the game just to see the Mets win. I want to see how the game develops. I want to see how the team plays as a team. I want to see the stars playing like stars. I, I don't want to turn on the TV every night and watch Lindor scuffle and 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 Alonzo do be, I, look Alonzo's doing well he's just not doing as well as normal um, I, I can't stand watching McNeil trying to hit the ball to to the moon uh, I, I can't stand Mark Canna striking out Marte striking out the, the sense of like there should never the Mets are the only team in baseball where we get the bases loaded with nobody out and there's just this feeling of dread. Like, how are they going to screw this up? 
or not score or, any runs. Or which of the next three, which which of the next two guys is going to hit into a double play? Yeah. And, <sighs> and and as you as you pointed out, as you pointed out many many times, baseball is a weird game, and the Mets haven't bought a single break in weeks. Well, luck, I mean, I think... luck, luck is bound to change. They're getting healthier. You know, I don't. You know, I'm not saying this just because we're doing this dopey podcast. I do believe they're a decent team, and they've been playing way below their ability. It, it wasn't just a homer. That wasn't just us being homers when we said the team was going to be good. I mean, the national media projected them to be a 95 win team. That's you know they've they've, they've just they've it's not you know they fail they've failed so far to meet up expectations. They're underperforming. It's not like they're a bad team playing bad. They're a good team playing bad. Now that makes it more frustrating, but you do have this you do have that sense of like okay, well these guys can't all be this bad collectively forever. You know, slumps are going to happen. Well, also individually, can't be like a team-wide slump. Should shouldn't carry on for two straight months. Yeah, and also the fortunate for the Mets, the the other teams in the NL East have been having their own issues. Uh, Atlanta is clearly the cream of the crop, but they got bounced around by the Rays. Yeah, yeah they're missing two starting pitchers. Right for the foreseeable future. Um, so. And that's part of baseball. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, it's going to be tough going up against the Rays. I, but this is this is the one game in the series where I think I think we should we should ideally keep it competitive. Well, you know, Verlander just keeps us in it until like can give us six solid innings. You know, I know the Rays bullpen is ridiculous, but hopefully we can get some runs, get out to a lead. I, I did like it's it's just we never even we never even get the lead anymore. Right. <laughs> we're just always playing from behind. And we're like scratching and clawing just to tie the game. And then CJ Abrams hits another home run. And we're right back to losing. Yeah, CJ Abrams whose whose entire body weight is less than that of my left leg is hitting home runs only against the Mets. But, look, yes, it's frustrating. I, I do think there's plenty of reasons to keep watching and plenty of reasons to keep listening and plenty of reasons to keep reading about this team. Uh, yes, right now they are very frustrating, but I do think that they can only go up from here. And that's pretty much all I got on this this week. You got anything else to add, John? No, I mean, I just I hope that they, I hope that they call up Vientos and Mauricio. That's the most pressing matter to me at least at the moment and um you know that, those are changes that need to be made uh, we we could go into if this keeps up we're really gonna have to have a discussion about epler and his future here and maybe even unfortunately buck and his future here you know uh, I, i'm not ready right to now, it's too early for yeah that. i'm not ready to go there um we, we also had a the Phillies messed that up for, every, for, for the fans' expectations, though, because now 
because the Phillies fired Girardi and went on to win, you know, went on to win the pennant. Now every fan base is going to think, oh well, if we just fire the manager and promote the bench coach, look, I magically I, add ten wins. No, to our, our team. No, I, I I think in the case of Buck, he's a totally different animal from Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi was an authoritarian type who had lost his clubhouse. Buck has nowhere near lost this clubhouse. This team would run through a wall for him. It's just this team would trip all over themselves getting to the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Um, I, I think we also have Narvaez coming back at some point. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of, you know, the fact that they're only two games under 500 with all the adversity they, they have faced, I think is a, is a really positive sign, and we should not lose sight of that. No, no, I, I honestly, every time I check the score and I see where, that we've lost, I, I, I glance at the record and I'm shocked it says not as bad as it, it feels like. Right. And it feels like there's seven to eight games under 500. Right. They're not. They're only... There are only two. Well, because we got spoiled last year with a hundred plus wins, and you know, you thought maybe there would be some momentum because on paper this team looked better than last year's team. You know what the problem is? Is that after? Is that going into this season? I, I jokingly said I'm not going to get stressed out about the regular season ever again after how last year ended, where the Mets and the Braves beat one another's brains in to get to 101 wins. And then we let the lowly third-place Phillies just moonwalk their way into the World Series with, you know, winning less than 90 games. Yeah. And I said to myself, like, uh, the regular season doesn't matter. Just sneak into the playoffs and it's all the same. It doesn't matter. Well, now I'm, you know, reaping what I sowed. <laughs> and it's not, as, it's not as fun as the sowing. <laughs> right. Well, you know. What do they say? Hindsight, twenty twenty. Yeah, the grass is not always greener on the other side. I like to, I like to win a lot and then continue to win. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, from from your lips to God's ears. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're we're running a little long here, so uh, let's yeah, say we, we'll save some for next week. Uh, thanks, folks, for listening. Uh, as always, it was our pleasure to uh, talk about. The happenings in New York sports. And uh, this is Rex the Rookie signing off. And John? All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Hopefully we have a more positive podcast next week. Okay. Thanks, folks.